Hey, it's Anna Sale, and I want to thank you for listening to Death, Sex, and Money, where I explore the big questions and hard choices that are often left out of polite conversation. You can hear new episodes ad-free every week on Amazon Music, where you can find Death, Sex, and Money and all of your Slate favorites without the ads. Okay, let's see. Things you've missed in the shenanigans that is my love life. I got a message a couple of days ago. The message said, Hey, I don't typically fuck with fat chicks, but I really like your smile. Like, excuse me, sir? Am I supposed to be so enthralled that you would grace my profile with your presence, scroll through my pictures to see that I am fat, and then decide that you like my smile so much, you will overlook your typical barbaric, archaic, stupid-ass rules about dating fat girls to let me know you like my smile. That's the equivalent of, hey, you're real pretty for a black girl. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, it's Anna with another installment in our series, Hot Dates. That was an update from Cece, who's 36 in Sacramento. Today, we're also checking in with Lewis, a gay man who's been struggling with online dating flakes in D.C. And we brought in a little help. Hello. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good, Tobin. How are you? Tobin Lowe is the co-host of another podcast here at WNYC Studios called Nancy. It's a show that focuses on the queer experience. Lewis is a fan. And since Tobin is also a self-proclaimed OkCupid guru, we asked him if he had some online dating advice to share. Just for some background, I like had a very similar story to you for a long time where I had been dumped by a guy that I'd been dating for three years. And it took a while for me to decide that I wanted to do the online dating thing. And I I got this really great piece of advice from my friend, which was that, like you're saying, online dating is a shit show for everyone. But her advice was, if you don't take it too seriously and just think of it as you saying to the universe, I am doing my part. I'm putting myself out there. I am doing my part. If this doesn't happen for me, that's not my fault. So that was like an immediately freeing thing to think about with online dating. What makes that what makes that so difficult for me is like, you know, to me, I, I take things really personally. So I see all my friends who are great people and they're all partnered. And I'm like, why can't I get that? Listen, that never stops. It never stops. I'm just going to throw that out right now. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I know. So one thing I would say to recognize about OkCupid especially OkCupid is just an algorithm. And so, like, one thing that helped me immensely is when I figured out that what I needed to do was game the algorithm to get the eyeballs on my profile. So, like, one of the things that I did is I figured out that OkCupid cares if you're an active user. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't pay attention to how much you're actually changing your profile. So every day I would go on and change one word. And that would reward me because it would say, oh, this person is changing their profile. 
he must be an active user. So then I would shoot up on the homepage. I also figured out that 6 p.m. is like the witching hour for OkCupid. So I would go on and I would change one word at 6 p.m. And that would also shoot me up at a time when most of the users were there. So then I got like way more visits. (laughs) This is making me sound like a crazy person, but this is like legitimately what I did. Okay. So here's the question then. What if I match with someone, which happens, Mm -hmm. and then like, you know, we message each other and then things just deteriorate. Like I just, I mean, that, that's really the issue too. I totally get that. So first of all, I always applied the yes and rule to messaging, which is that if someone sent me something, I had to respond to what they were saying and then add a new thing that they could then respond to. And then within four or five back and forths, if they seemed like not a crazy person, I would ask them out. I think like the thing that everyone fucks up on is that you have to get it offline as fast as possible if the person seems cool. Because like I would end up in these like messaging things where we would be like back and forth, back and forth forever. And then because no one was pulling the trigger, we would just sort of like back away from each other slowly. Do you feel like that happens to you a lot? No. I mean, I feel like I can't even get to the point where I'm, ha- where I'm able to have like substantive conversations with the people because... It's just like an occasional message here or there. And I also don't want to come off as being completely desperate. Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, totally. You know, OkCupid is not the only app that I've tried. Yeah. They're all terrible. Like, They're Tinder, all terrible. They're all Tinge, awful. You know, me, I'm just like a huge, if you can't tell from our limited conversation, I'm a huge control freak. So I like to feel like I'm in control. And this is something that's completely out of my control. And it, it, and it drives me nuts. I think you just said the most important thing, which is that acknowledging that it's like kind of out of your control, which is so shitty and uncomfortable to admit. But it is kind of that thing of like, you can do everything in the world. You can put yourself out there. You can treat people right. You can like message the right things. And part of this is just that weird, you know, alchemy of whether a dating thing happens or not with a certain person. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask, are you, are you currently seeing anybody? I am. I am. And so how did you guys meet? We met on OkCupid. So it is possible. It is possible. We met after uh, when I decided to go on an OkCupid rampage. I went on a couple first dates over like, let's say a year of just trying to be intentional about it and actively use the site. And then I decided it was frustrating and dumb and I was trying too hard and everything. And then uh, I decided I was going to shut off my profile. And the last message I got before I shut it off was my current boyfriend. Yeah, people say, like, they say love comes when you least expect it, right? So maybe that's that's what I need to do. (laughs) I mean, I think the real answer is love comes whenever the fuck it wants. And there's, like, no... That's the frustrating thing, right? It's, like, it just kind of happens. And and I think that's what I was trying to say earlier about sometimes the best you can do is to just put yourself out there and say, I'm doing my part. And there is a huge part of dating and romance that I can't control that will happen when it's going to happen. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, like making peace with dating is making peace with that part of it, that lack of control. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do. (laughs) It's a process. Oh, 
you know what? There is one more thing I literally just thought of. Someone has been texting me, and I don't know who it is. Nothing bad. They're like, hey, Cece, how's it going? How are your cats? And it has to be an ex. (laughs) Because one of the first things that I do when I break up with someone is I delete their number out of my phone. I almost want to respond because I'm very curious to see who it is. But I guess we'll see which one wins out. My rules of an ex is an ex for a reason or my curiosity. Mm-hmm. <laughs>